What is it that would cause someone to believe that the Earth is old? Is it simply because scientists say so? Well, scientists might also say that they believe in aliens living in an invisible world so dark that we can't see them or detect them. Do you believe that too? Or what about the scientist that says that God doesn't exist? Are we going to believe that too? Uh, these were questions that were put on my blog titled The 10 Creation Essentials, Old Earth or Young Earth, that I wrote back in May. I, I wrote this blog because I am in the position that we should not be debating these issues. Rather, Christians should be getting together to work together to proclaim the gospel, whether we hold to an old earth or young earth. And so that is what we're going to be talking about today. My name is Ryan Pauly, and you're listening to Coffee House questions. You know, before we jump into the podcast today, um, this is a one that many people might have different perspectives on. And so I want to offer the chance for you guys to respond with your comments and your questions. If there's anything said in the show that kind of piques your interest, as always, you can send in your questions at contact at coffeehousequestions.com. You can connect on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash coffeehousequestions. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat at ryanpolly 3 or text in those questions and comments at 714-989-6927. You know, recently I finished my certificate in science apologetics from Reasons to Believe, and part of that allows me to join the apologetics community for Reasons to Believe. And if you don't know who they are, they are an old earth uh, organization, an, or- an organization that puts forth the old earth creation perspective with Hugh Ross and uh, some other scientists there that are working in that area. And, and so I have joined the apologetics community as a volunteer apologist at Reasons to Believe. Um, But I also stand on the position that we should not be debating these issues maybe as heavily as we do. Now, I love to get into a conversation uh, looking at the evidence, trying to better our understanding and come to a knowledge of the truth. Because as we know, the earth cannot be old and young at the same time. It is either young or it is old, um, or maybe it's a different age than both sides believe, but we can't all be right at the same time. And so I love to try to figure out the truth. But I'm not going to stand here and and argue as if the other side of this argument is unbiblical or or ignorant and all these sort of things. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt that they've looked at it. But what I also find in this debate is that many people come to conclusions based on what they hear as kids, based on maybe a, a plain reading of the text without really looking into how to do correct biblical exegesis and the hermeneutics and understanding what the text is talking about. And so then they critique the other position from a very ignorant position. Now, I'm not saying that all people are doing this, but I'm saying that we need to look deeper at this issue. Now, I teach at a Christian school where some of these more controversial issues, I'm supposed to just present both sides to the students and then allow them to go back to their church and their pastors and ask what the church position is. And so for that reason, I like kind of taking this middle ground. I like being able to present both sides of the argument and also present them well. So in this blog that I wrote titled The Ten Creation Essentials, Old Earth or Young Earth, I put forth 10 creation essentials, 10 common points of agreement uh, between the old earth and the young earth perspective. Now, I got these 10 points taken uh, from a lecture in the Reasons Institute course, Creation and the Bible. And by the way, I just, I would suggest taking these classes. They are very good classes. But I took these 10 points uh, from a lecture there by Krista Bontrager. And and I want to go through them really quickly before I get to the comment from one of my readers. Uh, The first thing is that God is the source of all things. Whether you believe in a young earth or old earth, that we believe that God is the source of all physical and non-physical things. 
Both perspectives believe that God created the universe out of nothing. And both perspectives believe that God is both transcendent, God is above creation, but he's also imminent. He has come close to us and revealed himself to us. Number four is that God is eternal and stands outside of time and matter, that God has existed eternally and our creation has not. There was a point in time in which creation and the physical world came into existence. And that was leads to point number five, where it says time and matter have a beginning, that the world is not eternal. Number six, that God created the universe to be a theater for his glory, that, that the heavens declare the glory of God's and that God reveals himself to us through his creation. Number seven is that Christians should worship the creator, not creation, right? We should not look at God's created world and worship it as if it is God, Whether, whereas we, we recognize that God is outside of his creation. He is transcendent. He is above it. It is him that we should worship, not the creation itself. Number eight is that God takes delight in what he has made. God saw that what he made and said that it was good. Number nine, that Adam and Eve were created in the image of God. Both the old earth position and the young earth position believe that God created Adam and Eve in his image at a point in time. And that number 10 is that theories that deny God as creator are incompatible with scripture. Now, these are 10 common points that a progressive creation model, an old earth model, or the young earth model is going to hold in agreement. And in no way does the old earth perspective also believe in evolution. Now, are there some old earthers that also believe in evolution? Absolutely. The theistic evolution crowd or the evolutionary creationism would hold to evolution and God creating in the same way in an old earth. But that doesn't mean that all people who believe or hold to an old earth do so and also hold evolution. Now, I want to get to this comment made uh, back in May, and I wanted to provide a longer response. That's why I'm doing it here on the podcast. Uh, one listener commented on, and, there, and there's quite a few things that they bring up, and so I'm going to try my best to kind of work through these multiple comments and respond. But they start off with the questions. This person starts off with the question that I brought up at the very beginning of this episode. And it says that he, he would love to ask an old earth creationist, why do you believe in an old earth? Because scientists say so? No, not at all. It's not because scientists say so, um, but I think that many hold to an old earth because that's what the data says. Now, I think there needs to become a very important distinction here. Christianity teaches that God has revealed himself through general revelation, through his creation, as well as special revelation through the Bible, through his word, scripture. Now, the interpretation of general revelation of the world is science, right? Science is trying to interpret and understand general revelation. And theology is the interpretation and trying to understand God's special revelation, what he's told us in his word. And so what we recognize is that if God is the creator of the world and the creator of his word, that those things are going to be in agreement, that, that science and theology, when properly understood, will be in agreement, because they're both coming from the world and scripture, both creations and revelations from God. And so if there is disagreement between science and theology, then we have to understand or we have to recognize that either science is incorrectly interpreting the world or that theology is, correct, is incorrectly interpreting scripture, that our interpretation of scripture is wrong or our interpretation of the world is wrong. And so, no, it's not someone that holds to an old earth doesn't do so simply because scientists say so. It's because they believe that is the correct interpretation based on the data. You know, science doesn't say anything. This is what Frank Turek says frequently. Science doesn't say anything. Scientists do. 
right? All scientific data is interpreted by someone with a worldview. Then their worldview is going to change how they see the data. Well, in the same way, Scripture is interpreted by human beings, and our worldview is going to change how we read Scripture. That's why some people can read Scripture and come to a completely different understanding of what it's talking about, is the the ideas that we bring to the table when looking at either the world or Scripture is going to affect how we understand it. That's why when you study theology in school, you take a hermeneutics class. I took one in my undergrad. I also took one in my master's. Hermeneutics is the study of Scripture. It teaches us how to approach Scripture because we can't just take our own understanding to Scripture. We have to learn how to read it correctly to make sure that we are getting a correct interpretation. In the same way that scientists have to understand and and take an unbiased kind of approach to science when looking at the data. Now, we understand that we're all biased. We all have our understandings and our opinions, but we have to recognize our bias, put those, set those aside, and come at the data with open minds. And that is how we will most likely get to a correct interpretation of both the world and Scripture. And so first I want to say, yeah, I don't believe in an old earth because scientists say so. It's because I think that it's what best makes sense of the data of both the world and of scripture. Now, he, then he says, you know, scientists once believed in spontaneous creation, that mice came from piles of rags. The scientists believe in, uh, some scientists believe in invisible dark aliens and invisible dark worlds that we can't see to dissect. Do you believe that too? Some scientists say that God doesn't exist. Do you believe that too? Well, no, not at all. Right. Because, again, I'm not just siding with, well, this scientist says it, therefore it's true. We have to do the work and look at the data itself and come to our understanding. And so, yeah, if some scientist believes in aliens, no, I don't think that the data accurately represents that. In the same way that the scientists who don't believe in God, I can see where their arguments break down and where I think that they are making mistakes when they come to the understanding that God doesn't exist. And so I think it's very important here at the very beginning to say that someone who holds to an old earth or a young earth is, should not do it simply based on what scientists say, but we need to critically evaluate the data ourselves to come to that understanding. And so here the reader continues and he says, my point simply being, you need to think through your faith further than science says so. Well, I completely agree with you. We do need to think through our faith more than science says so. However, I think in the same way, we have to think through our faith more than just, well, the Bible says so, because there's a whole lot of people out there that just say, well, the Bible says so. But when you look at the verse in context, you realize they're taking that verse completely out of context. So that's not really what the verse says. Well, in the same way, this person is saying, well, look, what I'm saying, when you look at science in context, this person is not looking at it in context. When you look at it in context, it comes from a different understanding. And so I think in both camps, we have to say, no, we're not just going to say, well, the Bible says so, or science says so. Let's look at both of them together in their proper context, trying to understand them best. Now, he says that the only reason for accepting an old earth is to allow for failed theories of science, Big Bang Theory, Darwinian evolution, to be somewhat possible. And if you accept those, well, how do you reconcile it with Scripture? Well, we're going to get there to in a little bit. He immediately then says, evolution says there was no first Adam nor Eve, therefore no fall, therefore no original sin, therefore no need for a Savior or last Adam. 
I completely agree. If you hold to evolution, this is why I'm not a theistic evolutionist or evolutionary creationist. If you hold to evolution, then there is no first Adam. There is no original Adam and Eve. And you lose the fall. You lose original sin. And it doesn't make sense of Christ being the Savior or the last Adam. I'm in 100% agreement with this. That's why I don't hold to evolution. But again, here is a very quick jump from going from the age of the earth. All of a sudden, evolution says this. And I want to say, well, whoa, 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 hold on. Why are you all of a sudden throwing evolution in with the age of the earth? The age of the earth and Big Bang cosmology talks simply about the origin of our universe, where our earth came from and where the universe came from. Darwinian evolution is talking about how life evolved, how complex life came from non-life or from the very first living thing. And so these are two very different fields of study that I want to say that you can hold to a certain view of the age of the earth and not believe in evolution too. And that is where this young earth crowd comes from. Now, again, no matter which side you pick, you don't have to choose evolution as your way that life has evolved on the earth. And you can hold to God using special creation. Now here the commenter brings up another point that I do want to agree with him on. He says, if evolution is true, then there is no Adam and Eve. Where do hominids, the pre-human creatures, end and humans that Jesus can save begin? What does that do to the soulless animals and the hominids? I completely agree, right? This is where I cannot understand from that theistic evolutionary perspective of where there's just all of a sudden there's this change where now you have the soulless creature that is a valuable human being versus the animals before. Whereas in a special creation model, even an old earth special creation model, there are hominids that are before human beings, but they did not evolve into humans. That Adam was a specially created human being in the image of God at one point in time and did not evolve from the previous creatures. And so an old earth perspective does not take that hominids are evolving into humans, but they are two separate individual creations by God. And so here the commenter finishes off this first comment that he posted. And he says, so if you believe in an old earth, you probably don't realize it, but your faith is inconsistent with a biblical view of salvation, cosmic and world history, the distinction between humans and animals and the saving work of Christ. And I just want to say, in response to this, no, that's not true. If you believe in an old earth, you don't have to hold to evolution. He made the jump, connected evolution and old earth together, and then used all the points of evolution to say that this disagrees with Christianity. And I agree with him on those points of a disagreement. But here, your faith can be consistent on a biblical view of salvation in an old earth view because God created the old earth and then created Adam and Eve separately, not evolved. And therefore, the biblical view of salvation, cosmic world history, distinction between humans and animals and the saving work of Christ is still consistent with the old earth perspective. And so this commenter finishes off his first comment saying something that completely goes against everything that I had mentioned in this blog writing about the 10 creation essentials about how God had created. And he finishes by telling me, you may want to think through whether you really want to stand before God and say, I didn't believe you when you said you created the heavens and the earth in six days. This is seems kind of like a scare tactic or just complete misrepresentation of my view. I do believe that God created the earth. And what's interesting here is in this article, I was not arguing for an old earth or for young earth. I was simply presenting the evidence showing how both of them can stand on a biblical ground. And here this 
commenter immediately assumes that I hold an older perspective and that what am I going to say when I tell God that I don't believe that he created in six days? I'm not taking that position in this article or even in this podcast, but this makes the point that I want to make so clearly is that oftentimes we have our positions that we hold and we just assume that anyone who even offers the other perspective or maybe just an open perspective is completely unbiblical and not going to stand before God in the correct biblical stance, holding to the truth of Scripture. I want to say that, look, there are some issues when it comes to the age of the earth, maybe a local global, uh, local flood or global flood, um, and some of these things when it comes to reform theology or maybe more a libertarian free will, uh, Molinism, and, and that sort of stuff. There is room for disagreement. In no way does this change whether Jesus died and rose from the dead for our sins, right? We have to understand when we get into these debates, what are the core essential Christian doctrines, those that are necessary to believe for salvation, and then those that we can disagree with but still hold in a Christian worldview and a biblical understanding of who God is and what he has done for us. And so I I simply stand in this position and say, look, I don't think that the age of the earth is a salvation issue. That you can hold an old earth, you can hold a young earth, you can hold to a global flood or a local flood, and it's not this issue that, that we should be throwing other Christians under the bus and calling them out saying, I can, how can you stand before God and say that you didn't believe him? No, we everyone on both sides of this issue is trying to hold to a true view of Scripture, trying to understand the truth. That is my goal with a very high view of Scripture and trying to understand God the best that we can. And so I responded to this commenter uh, with many of the things, some of the things that I just said, talking about, look, I'm not arguing for an old earth position in this view. I'm simply trying to point out, look, there is a common ground and that we often so quickly uh, in our position jump and just reject all other positions as being unbiblical when really we need to dive in and look at them a little bit deeper. And then he went into a a very much longer uh, second comment uh, that I didn't respond to on the blog uh, because it would have taken so much time that I do want to spend here the last 12 minutes on the podcast discussing. And so he said, look, he goes, it is my contention that Christians who believe in an old earth either, one, outright support evolution and therefore support an old earth to allow for the billions of years uh, that evolution requires. Uh, So first of all, no, that's that's simply false. Um, Christians who hold to an old earth Many don't also support uh, evolution. There are many Christians holding to an older possession, old earth position that believe in God's special acts of creation, creating each individual kind in its form. He says, number two, the other contention is that they are ignorant about the consequences of believing in evolution, so believing in an old earth because scientists tell them so. Yet they are unaware that such a belief is inconsistent with what Scripture teaches, and typically unaware that the reason scientists insist on billions of years is so that the secular anti-God theories of the Big Bang and Darwinian evolution can be maintained. Again, both of these positions is either one you outright support evolution or you're in ignorant of the consequences of believing in evolution. Both of these, he is just assuming without ever showing why you have to believe in evolution if you hold to an old earth. Both of these positions are saying, look, if you believe in old earth, you automatically will believe in evolution, guaranteed. And he's never proven this point. He's never showed why you have to do this. Because I say, look, if you study this topic, there are many scientists, reasons to believe is one organization that holds to an old earth, but rejects all of the evolutionary theories. And they do so while maintaining a very high view 
of Scripture. And so here this, this commenter has continued to just present evolution and old earth as being connected when without giving any reason to believe that they have to be con- connected in that way. He says, I've yet to have any Christian explain to me why based on scripture they believe in an old earth. They claim it's not because of science and they claim they don't believe in evolution, yet they cannot give me a scriptural, scriptural reason why they believe in an old earth. Well, here is a misunderstanding of how we come to our beliefs. Now, it's like asking him, can you give me a scriptural reason as to why you believe the sun is the center of the universe? Right? There's, there, or this, of our solar system. There's, there's no scriptural reason that shows that our sun is the center of the solar system. Can he give me a scriptural reason on why our body's immune system functions in a certain way? Or can he give a scriptural reason as to why certain biological functions happen in the way they do or how we have discovered atoms and magnetic attractions, right? All of this stuff inside of science that I, I bet that this commenter would believe in is not also in the Bible. We have to understand the Bible is not a science textbook. We have to look at God's revelation and go back to what we mentioned at the beginning, that God has given general revelation, which is his creation, and special revelation, which is his word. There are many things in general revelation that are not mentioned in the Bible, and there are many things in the Bible that are not in general revelation. Right? You're not going to get a view of sanctification and that, that God exists in, in, in three persons by looking at creation. In the same way that you're not going to get an understanding of our solar system and how many planets are in existence and where where the earth is in the lineup of planets, you're not going to learn that in the Bible. But simply because we get information from science and not from the Bible does not mean that's false. I, I would love to hear back from this person and say, do you really reject every single thing that science has discovered that is not mentioned in the Bible? Right? I don't have to give a biblical reason for these certain things. What we have to do is if it lines up with Scripture, we have to see if it lines up with Scripture. And so we can look at the scientific data for the age of the earth and then see how that lines up with the biblical data. And if it lines up, awesome. If it doesn't, if there's inconsistencies, then we have to figure out, is our understanding of Scripture wrong or is our understanding of the science wrong. You know, and we can go back to other examples of this, where for many times, we, we many years, we thought maybe that the earth was the center of the solar system, because the Bible talks about how the sun rises and the sun sets, and how the earth stood still on its foundation. So then the earth must be the one that stands still, and that the sun is moving around the earth. Well, then, not long ago, right, the scientists discovered, well, actually, no, this isn't true. No, the sun is the center. The earth is moving, and we had to re- we had to correct our understanding of Scripture. We realized that we had a misunderstanding, an incorrect interpretation. In no way does this take away from the authority of Scripture. In no way does this make the science more more authoritative than Scripture. But science has allowed for us to correct our interpretation of Scripture in the same way that we should allow Scripture to correct our interpretation of science. Again, both of these being given by God, they should be in agreement. Following this point, he, he states that uh, he, he responds to my comment that the view of the age of the earth is completely separate from the origin of life, right? That, that the Big Bang cosmology, Darwinian evolution is very uh, different and we don't have to accept both of them. And he says, well, is it? Big Bang slash Darwinian evolutionists believe the earth is about 4.3 billion years old and that man has only been around for 200,000 years. Here is a graphic. 
well, again, I agree with that. There are evolutionists who hold to an old Earth and evolution. They believe the Earth is 4.3 billion years old. They believe that man came about 200,000 years ago. And here's a graphic proving it to me. So, yes, there are people that hold to both of these perspectives. But just because there is this one person that holds to both perspectives does not mean that everyone holds to both perspectives. This would be an example of a hasty generalization. Here's one person that believes in the Big Bang and Darwinian evolution. Therefore, everyone that believes in the Big Bang also believes in Darwinian evolution. That is simply not true. Now, the final and last point by this commenter on the blog talks about uh, what was God doing uh, between the point of creation and, and, and the point and the beginning of the earth, if the old earth view is true. And he says, so what was happening between the origin of the earth some 4.3 billion years ago and the origin of man some 200,000 years ago? Was God sitting around twiddling his thumbs for billions of years waiting for the appropriate day to create Adam and Eve on? Because if you want to be scriptural, you can't say Darwinian evolution was happening because evolution evolves death and dying and death did not enter the world until Adam and Eve sinned. Now, again, this is just a false dilemma. Either God was sitting around twiddling his thumbs or he had to have created in a short period of time. Now, this is completely ridiculous, right? God not having thumbs. And it just shows this person is not taking the old earth perspective seriously that either God had to create very quickly in six days or he was sitting around twiddling his thumbs. Well, the same could be said for the six-day creation. Well, God created that in the morning. What did he do all afternoon? Did he sit around twiddling his thumbs all afternoon and evening? Why didn't God just create everything in one day? Why didn't he create everything in one nanosecond? Now, I'm not going to make that position because that's just that's not relevant. To what, what was God doing in between the times? So he says, look, if, if we are to believe that God created the earth 4.3 billion years ago and then waited 4.1 billion years before he created man, that doesn't really make sense of Genesis 1. That speaking of God creating everything in six days numbered as an evening and day. Does that sound like a billion years? We'll recognize that in the Genesis account where it finishes, it says, and there was evening and morning day one. It just talks about the break between the days, evening and morning. We don't count days by evening and morning. We count days from the morning to the evening, the daylight, right? So there's, there's many ways that we can read this. He says, well, does it sound like ages? Does it sound like a week with days comprised of a day and an evening? Well, yeah, the original reading, it does sound like that. But what many, when students come to me and ask, how could a person believe in an old earth? Well, it's simple. Well, day means day. Well, not necessarily, right? Even in English, I could say, well, during the day we played basketball. Well, day there means daylight. Well, yesterday we did this. That's a 45, a 24 hour period for day. Well, back in the day I was in high school. Well, back in the day, was that I only went to high school one day? No, I went to high school for a period of time, right? So even in the English language, we use day to mean 12 hour during the daylight, 24 hour period of day, day, or we talk about back in the day, uh, that we did something, we're talking about a period of time in which we did something. And so even in English, day has these meanings, and the day, the word for day in Hebrew also has the exact same meanings. It can mean multiple different things. And so again, I, I feel like when we often critique in this way, we're not taking into account all of the data from both sides of the argument. And, and if we are going to really try to move forward and work together and really try to understand the truth, we have to understand both perspectives, right? Is our goal to simply understand one side of the argument, maybe the one that we've been taught uh, that maybe we think it's true and then and then kind of straw man the other sides and just kind of keep knocking it down, showing how ridiculous it is? 
Or is our goal really to understand the truth, to accurately, correctly understand, read, investigate, and look at the data for all perspectives and come to the one that we really think makes the most sense? And so he kind of finishes off the comment here and he says, you know, if there's any old earth believers out there who can explain to me why they believe in an old earth according to scripture without invoking science, I would love to hear it. Otherwise, I remain convinced that such old earth creation either knowingly or unknowingly have been persuaded by Big Bang evolutionary secular scientists and theorists who require billions of years. Such believers have not yet realized such science is one, contradicted by such evidence, and two, inconsistent with their Christian faith. Now, I understand this is a short comment. He can't give all the evidence to persuade the other theory, but he hasn't given any evidence for a young earth. And second of all, again, this is like saying, can you show me without invoking scripture why you believe that the sun is the center of our solar system? All right, that's that's ridiculous. No one is going to make that claim. And so hopefully as you listen to this, what we're trying to do is look that there are Christian essential doctrines, those necessary required for salvation that we have to stand firm on and defend. And then there are other issues, the age of the earth being one that we can go back and forth, that we can evaluate. And I don't think that we have to completely throw out all believers that hold to one perspective and that you can hold to these both being a Christian, because in both of these theories, they believe that God is eternal. He stands outside of his creation, that he created each kind in at a specific time. And then humans were created in the image of God, that evolution was not consistent. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of uh, Coffee House Questions with me, Ryan Polly. We looked at the different perspectives on old earth or young earth. We didn't get to all perspectives. And so in a future episode, we're going to get back to looking at some of those other objections. Like what about death before the fall? And what about the local or global flood? So I encourage you to send in your questions on this topic. Let me know what you thought and be sure to check back as we go into more of these issues in the future. Thank you so much and have an awesome rest of your week. This is Coffee House Questions with Ryan Pauly.